0: Good morning and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show bringing you the latest world news. And health research, I hope you are having a terrific morning today. It's uh, finally starting to act like Florida summer down here in June. And we're starting to get rain pretty much on a daily basis, which we badly needed. And that's also getting very hot and humid. So it's actually Florida again, down in Florida. So everybody that's come down here to visit, letting you know, yes, this is how the weather is for the next couple months Sit back, relax, enjoy it, and pretty much wear a swimsuit and tank top everywhere you go. <laughs> but also, in other news, in the complete opposite side of the country, in California, if you guys saw this, June 4th, a federal... Judge, federal U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez of San Diego has now ruled that the state of California's definition of military style assault rifle unlawfully deprives law abiding Californians of weapons commonly allowed in other states by the Supreme Court. He said, under no level of heightened scrutiny can this law survive. He has now issued a federal Permanent injunction against any enforcement of the law against assault weapons or military-style weapons in the state of California within 30 days. He's giving Attorney General Rob Bonta time to appeal, but there is not much appeal that is going to happen to this from what I am being told and what I am researching. So, officially, ironic timing, July 4th, 2021 – California residents will have their, I guess, rights given back to them, Dad, (laughs) if they've been stolen. I think since 1989 is when they first put an assault weapons ban, which is so silly. You guys already know my stance on that, that whole terminology, assault weapon. I can take this ballpoint pen on my table right here and turn it into a salt weapon if you guys want to make something an assault weapon it's ironic that this term now has been described to classify modern sporting rifles as this big scary liberal term and so the uh, judge he had a 94 page ruling 94 page ruling that spoke favorably of modern sporting rifles Rifles, And he said, like the Swiss Army knife, the popular AR-15 is a perfect combination of home defense and homeland defense equipment, good for both home and battle. Now, the next thing that I will say after this is make sure you're prepped and you're armed. Almost every single time we see something like this. Where a huge Second Amendment win is about to occur, there's almost invariably some type of, should I say, cue the lone gunman, false flag, mass shooting narrative. All of a sudden, oh, don't don't forget about that, because remember, this is what the overall goal is: is to disarm the American populace. California has turned into pretty much a liberal wasteland. It's essentially a failed state. They're massively in debt. I mean, I can go in and just hammer California and keep talking about it, but I'm not. So I know we have a lot of customers there, a lot of friends there that are still there, and especially Northern California. was actually a pretty nice area. But this is huge news. However... Do not forget that these banker boys, these ones that like to do things in the night to make sure they push their agenda, they are going to have a very, very, very difficult time accepting this. And it's highly unlikely they're going to let this go down without a fight. So I encourage all my California friends, get prepped and get ready for what's about to happen Maybe California, maybe statewide, maybe countrywide. I don't know, but it's definitely important you stay prepped at all times because this is a huge deal and there's no doubt about it. There is a high, high likely, it's highly likely that something's going to occur pretty soon. And again, you know, yesterday was the anniversary of D Day. And, you know, back when we had real Americans. And it's interesting to me enough because we talked about this last week with. Kamala the whore and bumbling buffoon Biden, neither one of them are legitimate in my opinion whatsoever through a stolen election. They chose directly, or their handlers did, to make sure they did not at all, at all, (laughs) recognize Memorial Day last weekend. And of course, yesterday, bumbling buffoon Biden intentionally does not even mention the anniversary of D-Day, but yet goes on to talk about, again, I met with the survivors of the Tulsa Massacre this week, and goes on to bring up a 100-year-old incident of individuals basically in a riot back in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that most people don't even know about, and decided to completely skip D-Day. The reason why they're doing this is they're intentionally trying to rewrite history. They want to snuff out any and all memory of American history, of American pride, of being conservative, of standing up for rights, of standing up for freedom. All that is pretty much diametrically opposed to communism, and that is why they intentionally refuse to acknowledge a lot of this stuff. I've seen now numerous posts from huge companies, including Jeep, including Chevrolet, of their pro-LGBTQRSTVWXYZ, wherever letters they're going to add to the list this month, Pride Month, and – I looked at a lot of the comments. You know, Jeep, of course, on Instagram had to post two guys holding hands embracing each other. Chevrolet did the same thing. Two guys basically holding each other with a dog. And it was very disturbing to me. And I saw a lot of the comments. And, of course, the hardcore leftists that are super pro-gay wanted to basically say, oh, this is, this is great. Anybody that doesn't like this is a homophobe. And I was looking at a lot of the comments, and they were, they were deeply disturbing. And my whole take on it was this. I don't care what you want to do in your own relationship, the privacy of your own home. It does not make one bit of difference to me. But I cannot legitimately sit back and endorse a company that's continually trying to promote an agenda the majority of people do not go along with. If you want to be gay – That's your choice to be gay, but you don't have to come out and say, we have an entire month dedicated to recognizing us. What about straight pride month? Well, you can't say that, Austin. That's massively politically incorrect. You can't talk about that. Well, why can't I? You can blast gay pride month every single day of the week in June, including every company succumbs to it and makes their emblems rainbows, but you can't talk about anything else this is what the leftists have done so well. It's not that they want to pursue their private agenda and the privacy of their own home. They want to shove their agenda in your face. They want you to accept their agenda, and then they want you to embrace it. They want you to hug it. They want you to hold it. They want you to kiss it, and they want you to make it yours. They're not okay with somebody having their own opinion, as you can clearly see With majority of these comments that I've seen on social media and the responses from the pride trolls, this is the issue that I have. There is nothing about tolerance that fits in the description of their mentality nor what they want to do. There's no tolerance at all. They tell us to be tolerant while at the exact same time we ask them, hey, I don't want to see your agenda. I'm not trying to be involved in it, and they basically call you a right-wing (laughs) neo-nazi white supremacist homophobe and you're like i'm none of the above but okay this is what i'm addressing right now so again thank you for supporting companies that continue to respect the rights of everybody on a flat playing field not raising up one group over another group and trying to promote one group over another group american patriots this is where we are on this right now. So continue to give your support to companies that deserve it. Continue to give your support to companies that continue to speak the truth about what is really
1: going on. What do you think, Deb? Well, Austin, the, the problem is, is the dumbing down of America is pretty absolute. You know, We've had like a 20 point drop in IQ scores in the last 60, 70 years. Yeah. You know, perfect example. If you think right now you're smarter than previous generations, you know, for 50 years ago, the owner's manual of a Chevrolet showed you how to adjust the valves. Just thought I'd mention that. Today, the owner manual of the Chevrolet warns you not to drink the doggone contents of the battery. I mean, are, are we that dumbed down that we have to be told not to drink battery acid? I, I guess so. And anybody trying to go in there and adjust a valve now, especially with all the electronics on these cars, be like, well, this is going to be a nightmare to try to do this without having proper you know, electronic equipment hooked to it. So we're not smarter than we were 50 years ago. Rather, we're unbelievably dumbed down because of the fluoride and the best phenol A and the toxicity of the environment and on and on and on and on and on. And this was intentionally done to us to dumb us down. And we need to realize that these clowns that do this, they're continuing to bring technology and advancing technology to allow us to feel as though that, you know, we're more dependent on the technology. And, and this is it. I mean, Nickelodeon now is, you know, even going as perverted as casting a trans teen in the children's show. This is Nickelodeon. So if you let your kids watch Nickelodeon now, I mean, why would you do that and then complain about what Nickelodeon is teaching them? You know, recently, basically, it was reported that a number of networks that are supposedly kid friendly are now pushing an LBGTQ agenda on America's children. Why would they do that? Because they want to make sure they can pull in their halfmaphroditic agenda, It's really important that people realize that. And you know and the sad part about the so sad part about it is is that you know people want to continue to believe that you know, you're basically not promoting freedom if you're not promoting transgenderism. I've alluded to this. you're a white, homophobic Nazi neo-Nazi sympathizer, if you don't think transgenders are okay in the school with your classroom with your children, or if the promoting of a trans- transgender agenda is not okay in the school. Uh, tomorrow night, they're having a school board meeting here in Polk County. And Austin and I are scheduled and we're on the docket to speak for our massive three minutes they're going to give us. And I'm hoping that I've got a friend of mine. His name is Michael over in Lakeland. He's going to come over and record it and I'll get it posted online for you guys so you can hear it. And I'll try to play the audio of what we say at the school board meeting. Because Austin and I both have had enough. Now you say, well, why were you doing this, Ted? You know, you're 65 years old. You don't have any children. No, I don't. Not at that age. I've got four kids, but I don't have any children in school right now to clarify what I said. Austin has two. But he can't send them to school because of this agenda, even in the magnet schools. He can't do it because of this promotion of this homosexuality in the schools. Now I'm going to say something that Austin just said. I'm going to say it again. I don't give a rip about gays and what they do in their private life i could care less do i think it's wrong yeah i do because i base my beliefs on what the word of god says and i know there's a moral absolute according to the word of god and i'm not going to get in a little dingy and go five miles you know away from the battleship which is the word of god and god in order to live my life out there in the phrase i'm not going to do that but the problem is also i realize that sodom and gomorrah was here a long long time ago i already know how god feels about that and i feel sorry for these guys now, a lot of the guys that are gay are listening to the show now. You're unbelievably angry and the veins are sticking out in your neck and you're going, you can't believe you're feeling sorry for me. I mean, you think you're better than me. No, I don't. I don't think I'm any better than you. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. But I, I can say this. I feel as though I'm more enlightened than you are because I know what the Bible says and what the great I am says about all of this stuff. Now, if you disagree with that, OK, I, I really don't care. It doesn't make any difference. Like, you don't care about my lifestyle. I really don't care about your lifestyle. But here's the difference, and also alluded to this. If you're going to come in and force your agenda on my children, why can't I force my agenda of the word of God on your children? Yeah. How about we just leave each other alone? You let me teach my kids at home what I want to teach my kids alone about sexual preferences, and you can do whatever you think you need to do. The problem is is that it's not okay for you guys when we believe in God and we believe in Jesus Christ. You don't want us to do that. Or you twist the scripture and try to say you can be a Christian and go to Christian churches, who many of them have accepted you now, with alternative lifestyles. And you completely forget about the fact that God does give us moral absolutes to live by. So you guys want us to believe that you're doing this for the betterment of society and that you're trying to force everybody to accept transgenders. No, you're not. You probably don't even realize the Kabbalist agenda behind this. Just, since, I'm, since I'm having this conversation with you, I might as well finish it since this show's going to be sent everywhere now. You don't understand the hermaphroditic agenda that's being pushed on you by the Kabbalists who run Hollywood, who run Nickelodeon, who run General Motors, who run Ford, who run Chrysler, who run Nike, who run all the major corporations. A couple of years ago, I actually did a show, and I actually listed them. God, we got blowback from that one. And I took the major CEOs and CFOs and everything else from almost every major corporation and I listed them for you. And I told you what their ethnic background was. And boy, did I get blowback. Well, I can't believe you did that. Well, no, I just told you the truth. See, here's the problem. They don't want you to know the truth because they're continually dumbing you down. They don't want you to know who they are and what they did. You know, it's interesting to me. Let me give you some background real quick. Uh, Otto Harriman. Okay, who was Otto Harriman? Otto Harriman was the guy who was in charge of the major railroads in the United States. He was a German born American investment banker, collector, and philanthropist, and patron of the arts. He died at the age of 61. His name was Otto Hermann. uh, I'm sorry. Let me start over again. I'm giving you Otto Hermann Kahn's. He was an investment banker. This is not Harriman. I'll go to Harriman in a second. Otto Hermann Kahn. Otto Hermann Kahn was a German-born American investment banker, collector, philanthropist, and patron of the arts. His career, here he is. I'm reading you from his Wikipedia page. Otto Porn was born in Mannheim, Germany, raised there by his Jewish parents, Emma Nie Erbestadt and Bernard Kahn. His father had been among the refugees of the United States after the Revolution of 1848 and become an American citizen, but later returned to Germany. Kahn was educated at the gymnasium in Mannheim. Basically, He basically became a huge investment banker with Deutsche Bank, became part of Kuhn-Lieb, became part of the group that started the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States. That's who he is. That's uh, that's Otto Kahn. Now, let's look at Jacob Schiff. Jacob Henry Schiff, born Jacob Heinrich Schiff. He was a German-born Jewish-American investment banker, businessman and philanthropist. Among other things, he helped finance the expansion of the American railroads and the Japanese military efforts against Russia and the Russia-Japanese War. Okay, (laughs) That means he was one of the ones who financed the Russian Revolution and the bringing of communism in Russia. He was born in Frankfurt, Germany. He migrated to the United States after the American Civil War, and I will add to this to push a Federal Reserve Bank into the United States whereas he joined the firm of Kuhn, Loeb, and Company. From his base on Wall Street, he was the foremost Jewish leader from 1880 to 1920, and what later became known as the Schiff era, grappling with all major Jewish issues and problems of the day, including the plight of Russian Jews, which we talked about many times under the Tsar, American and international anti-Semitism, care of needy Jewish immigrants, and he promoted the rise of Zionism. He also became Important in many corporations, including the National City Bank, New York, Equitable Life, Assurance Today, Wells Fargo, and the Union Pacific Railroad, in which many of his interests, he was associated with E.H. Harriman, who's the one I started with earlier today. Now, E.H. Harriman was a giant guy as far as the railroad systems, and he was the Bill Gates of today. He was complete and total Rothschild, Zionist, kuhn cutout, is what he was. Harriman was born in 1848 in Hempstead, New York, the son of Orlando Harriman, Sr., an Episcopal clergyman, and Cornelia Nielsen. He had a brother, Orlando Harriman. His great-grandfather, William Harriman, had immigrated from England in 1795 and became a successful businessman and trader. He was picked out to become part of the Rothschild banking empire, as if Bill Gates has been, and he died at the age of 61. Now, what's interesting about him is, he became the president of, like, all of the major railroads. At the time of his death, Harriman controlled the Union Pacific, the Southern Pacific. These are all Rothschild-owned railroads. The St. Joseph and the Grand Island, the Illinois Central, the Central of Georgia, the Pacific Mail Steamship Company, and the Well Fargo Express Company. Estimates of estates, estates range from $150 million to $200 million. This is 100 years ago, and the fortune was left to his wife. But all of this was directly being controlled behind the scenes by Otto Kahn and the gang, who were the philanthropists that were being put out as a front people like J.P. Morgan was by the Rothschild Banking Empire. You think, well, what the heck, man? What does this all have to do with all of it? Here's what it has to do with all of it. You've got a group of people here that are going behind the scenes. These Kabbalists is what they are, and they're completely controlling the narrative. And they're completely controlling everything that's happening in the United States. They're setting up COVID, giving you a solution for COVID. They're giving you COVID through the Wuhan laboratory, through Fauci, who's another front guy. And yet they're developing vaccines against the same COVID through their major corporations that are forcing vaccines on you. It's the same group that controls the give and the get and the give and the take and all the rest. They control both sides of the narrative. They control Donald Trump. They control Biden. They control the hoe. They control Obama. They control everything. It's all about forcing the benchmark line to move. If you end up in a situation where you draw a line on a sheet of paper and you have number one on the far left side – Absolutely never will I allow homosexuality to be taught to my child who's three years old in the school to the other side of the line. I absolutely want homosexuality to be taught to my children who's three to five years old in the school. What they do is they inch that line towards the left all of the time or all the time or to the right all the time. Wherever they want to take it, they do it. And they do this by creating problems. It's called problem, action, and solution. It's called the Hegelian dialectic. They create the problem, give you the solution, and by doing so, they move the bar on the graph, the direction they want to go. It's very, very, how should I say, subtle, and it takes generations to do this and to change the narrative. But when these Kabbalists came over from Russia, from the Russian Revolution, and they came into Hollywood back over 100 years ago, they were the ones who were using the, how should I say, the pornography in Russia in these little peep shows they were doing in these different fairs that are going around where you see the little cards with all these naked girls and you roll through the cards and basically it costs a nickel or a penny and you get to see the pornography of the day A 100 years ago. They came to Hollywood and they had the money from what they had done with this perversion they were involved in. Remember, these were not Christians. And they came to this country and they started the same thing and they took over Hollywood to the point that McCarthy tried to warn you in the 50s, that we had communism running Hollywood and that these actors that were being placed in front of us pushing this communist agenda were there to brainwash the minds and the hearts of the people of the United States and to change our country into a communist country because they wanted to destroy us from within through the Frankfurt School that came over here in 1934, which infiltrated our university systems, which taught us all of this filth to the point today now You have multiple choices as far as what you are when you fill out an application on a college application as to if you're a boy or a girl or an it or something else or whatever they're going to give you. Pretty soon there will be 50 or 60 different choices, and this is all to break down the fabric of society. Remember what he said. He said this. This is Otto Kahn. He was one of the founding partners of kohn and was found one of the founding members of the Federal Reserve Bank in America. He was a hardcore Kabbalist Satanist. In a candid moment after World War One, around 1920, he said that the Kabbalist Luciferian bankers – he didn't use Luciferian, but I'm going to add that – Kabbalist bankers remake the world by creating artificial conflicts and determining the outcome. These include world wars, the Cold War, the War on Terror – not to mention the phony left-right paradigm that holds America in a gridlock. Anno Kahn was a partner with Jacob Schiff and Paul Warburg in America's most influential banking house, Kuhn-Lieb. Thus, it's worth recalling what he said about the Illuminati One World Order strategy. In his book, Geneva vs. Peace, 1937, the Comte de Saint-Louis, who was the French ambassador to London from 1920 to 1924, Recalled a dinner conversation with Otto Kahn, which took place shortly after World War One. This shocking expose is fast disappearing down the memory hole and is being blocked online. Ask why bankers would back Bolshevism, communism, a system supposedly immitigable to private ownership. Kahn, top guy in one of the biggest banking houses in the world, Rothschild cutout tugged on his enormous cigar and explained that the bankers create apparent opposites to remake the world according to their specifications. You say Marxism, this is his quote, is the very antithesis of capitalism, which is equally sacred to us. It is precisely for this reason that they are direct opposites to one another, that they put into our hands the two poles of this planet and allow us to be its axis. Whoa, do you hear what he just said? They control everything by controlling the narrative, including holding the Earth by its poles and turning it any which way they want, which is exactly what they've done now for over a hundred years. And by doing this, they've allowed themselves to come in and retake and take over the entire planet. That's what they've done. First with the communist revolution, first with the killing of J- J- Abraham Lincoln. You got to throw the Civil War of the United States into that. They were completely the ones who did all that. Then they turned right around and they did the czarist Russia in the early 1900s, then they did the communist revolution of China you know, in the 40s and 50s, and this is the group that runs the planet. They're Kabbalists. I've talked about it a thousand times. For some reason, this concept seems to elude most other talk show hosts. This is the group that runs the world. They are Luciferians. They believe that God is a hermaphrodite who's a snake in a tree. I think they're nuts. I don't believe any of this stuff. This is what they believe. This is who they are. And they're continuing to change us in our country and dumb us down. Now they have to tell us not to drink battery acid because people are so stupid they're going to drink the contents of a battery, or at least they think they are. I don't even have any idea why they would say something like that and why people would actually do that. When you think it's a glass of water, I mean, what the heck's wrong with you? So this is the problem that we have. You ask people who the first president of the United States is, the majority of the kids nowadays don't know. If you ask them who the president during the Civil War was, they don't know. Abraham Lincoln was the first communist president in the United States, period. That's why he started the Civil War. He wanted his stuff back from the South because it was going to be – making. It, he would spread the wealth around. I mean this guy, this guy was a pervert, man. Let me tell you something, guys. He was nuts, and his wife was a Kabbalist witch who held seances in the White House. Look it up. And So this is the problem that we have when we run into going through history. People don't want to do the research and look back. And until the Internet was here, it was very difficult to see any of this stuff because you'd have to go back to the hot to the library, to a university library. You'd have to pull up a Dewey Decimal Card Index, and you'd have to go hunt for a book on a doggone shelf. And you'd have to transcribe the book or make photocopies of the book that you wanted to do, which would eventually fade out. This is some crazy stuff that we were doing back 50, 60 years ago in college. But the reality is this. We don't have to deal with that anymore. We have the new Gutenberg Press, which allows us to pull this stuff up and read it. Now, I've posted these guys. I've posted Harriman. I've posted Schiff. I've posted Otto Herman Kahn. I've posted all of this on our website. So you'll know who these guys are. I'm also going to post this article about who Kahn was and how he controlled both sides of the axis on our website. You think, well, gosh, I can't believe you do that. Well, yeah, well, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I'm to the point now, like Austin is, that we've got to stand against this and we have to show you who these clowns are. And if we don't, We will continue to see this degradation of the United States. It's time for we, the Christians. In fact, I was talking to Terry this morning. She's a good friend of mine. And we were talking about the difficulty now in trying to find a church that's not Zionist. And how difficult it is when you bring up anything that Israel is doing that's not quote-unquote positive, like the homosexual parades or the other liberal stuff they're involved in. the pastor just glosses it off and says, oh, we've got to pray for Israel that God continues to bless them. This is just all part of the end times. And you go, wait a minute. That's, that's They wanted us to believe because of the Schofield Bible. We, that's, on the, that's not what the Bible says. Why, why are we accepting this? Sure, it may be happening because God's omnipresent. He told us it was going to happen, but that doesn't mean we have to go along with it. We have to stand on what we know from the word of God, that he is the same yesterday, today, forever, and he's just, and he's righteous. This is why they want to destroy the great I Am. They want to destroy all records of Christianity. They want to destroy white people because they want to bring their God into the forefront under a one-world religion, which will be basically accepting everybody from every religion, from every walk of life, with no matter what their sexual preferences are. Now most of the Hollywood people are saying they're pansexuals, like you sex with a pan. I don't know what the hell that what it means, is they'll have sex with pretty much anything. A bunch of weirdos. The problem is, is this. We can't allow this to be taught in our school systems. It's time to stand up against it and to say no to all of them. And at least if we can't get a change, we can vote them out. And at least we can let our voice be heard so they'll know that there's resistance to the lie. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's exactly right.
0: This is something that has happened for way too long in the American populace. The hardcore Americans that are actually true Americans that believe in the Constitution, that believe in the Bill of Rights, that believe in God Almighty, have been too quiet. Let's say sincerely. It's been too quiet. Don't want to have any conflict. Don't want to have any issues. Don't want to stand up for anything. Just kind of sit back and say, well, you know what? We go to church on Sunday. We pay our taxes. We just don't want to be bothered. The problem with the left that we have found now, and this is Their their compliment, they are extremely proactive in pushing their agenda. I have to admit that about them. They do not sit around idly by and just say, well, you know, we're just going to kind of sit back and pretend that this isn't happening. No, they are direct action elements. They get right in the middle of it and try to change it directly, whether it be being voted into the school board, whether it be on the city commissioner board, whether it be in the local, you know, or federal government, whether it be going out and deciding they want to go riot and burn down buildings. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they're all about it. I mean, they, they do not have any boundaries. They are pushing their agenda 100%. And does that mean we stoop to their level on a lot of stuff? Absolutely not. I would never, just for the simple fact that I would never go to that level of depravity that they're going to. However, we do, under no circumstances, can we sit back and be quiet and pretend that this is not happening now. They are training Marxists. They are training children of the younger generation to follow the communist agenda. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is facts. All you have to look at is the current school curriculum. Heck, you can look at a lot of the current corporation curriculums. Look at Coca-Cola with their slideshow that they had together that they have now pulled offline and pulled allegedly from their program, Coca-Cola, how to be less white. What? Dude, you put – any other race or ethnicity in that word in replacement of white, you would have literally had him uprising from the other side. Hey, it was business as usual. Apparently they've been doing it for a while until they got blasted on social media. And then, then it wasn't that funny. Same thing with Amazon. Amazon, I've told you guys, I absolutely loathe Amazon. They are being set up to be a global retail monopoly. That is their main their main agenda, what they're being posed for. They are a whole nother branch of the U.S. government, and people go, "Oh no, no, Jeff Bezos owns Amazon, and he's the richest man in the world." I'm like, "Dude, really, really? That's 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 what you're going with here. That's what you're gonna rebuttal with." Amazon, the only reason Amazon even exists to the level that it's at is because of the multi-billion-dollar government contracts it's been getting for the last decade. Oh, and don't forget. When they were basically hemorrhaging cash because they sold books, and that's it online, they got a six hundred million dollars CIA contract to house the CIA servers. their cloud servers. Oh yeah, that's right. you want to talk about Amazon, you want to talk about why they are where they are, and their massive inclusion. Propaganda that they pushed out there now, I've heard from numerous people who've worked from Amazon. Not only are the work conditions horrific, they train and teach their basically their employees the exact same way Coca-Cola did, how to be less white. If you guys saw the video, which was deeply disturbing, from San Francisco over the weekend, 21-year-old Amazon delivery woman beat – I mean beat – a 67-year-old lady on her front porch and told her to check her white privilege because the 67-year-old came out the front door and said, hey, I'm trying to find out where this package is at. It's saying that it's being delivered, but it's not here. And the 21-year-old, pretty much trained communist, you could tell by her demeanor, said, you need to check your white privilege and called her the B word and then managed to hit her 10 times. She's obviously now, she's been charged with battery and a whole host of other charges. But you can see in the video how very clear it is what they're doing to the Amazon employees and how they're training them. This isn't going to stop. We have to start pushing back. And it's exactly what Dad said. Getting vocal, standing up. Even if you can't change a specific outcome, like we told you guys With the doggone storage units. We've continually, continually fought those. For months and months and months and months. And finally, of course, the unbelievably corrupt city commissioners in this area decided to go along with it. Because, you know, whoever basically milks them the hardest and hands them enough cash gets the prize, I guess you could say. But, the one thing we have done now, repeatedly, is we've repeatedly... Stood up and said, no, this is under protest. We are not going to accept this willfully. We are not going to consent to this. And one thing that we did do, and I was talking to Dad about this the other day, from the very beginning when they were first trying to push their agenda, their aspect of what they were doing From their design, to their driving, to the expansion of the road around it, to the foliage that was being put up, like the oak trees being put up around it, to the color, pretty much everything now has been changed. Even though we absolutely do not support what they're doing, nor will I ever accept that business, nor will I ever support that business, we have at least told them, this is not okay. And we have made it very clear to everybody around us, and everybody said the same thing. Now they've basically gone in, and they've had to restructure, redesign, redraw, reroad, and do a lot of stuff that should have already been done the first time that they were not planning on doing because we pitch such a fit repeatedly. You may not win every battle, but when it comes to the long term, you at least have to fight them. You can't go back and say, well... It doesn't really make a difference if I go to that meeting or not. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter what I say. It's not going to change anything. You already quit. You're already a loser. You already gave up and consented to them, 100. percent That's why I've told everybody already. Why are you? Why are you consenting to these masks? Why? Why? I watched a video. Somebody sent me a video the other day. I think it was up in New York. This guy was walking around. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an anti thing. He was actually like kind of promoting vaccinations, so to speak, but was disturbing about it. He was walking around to people who had they're walking around outside in the park. Let me clarify this. Individuals by themselves walking around outside in the park today or last couple days. And he walks up to me and he goes, Man, you know the The chances of contracting COVID once you've had the vaccination is virtually none, which is actually a lie because we know the injection actually doesn't do much of anything except cause your body to start making spike proteins. That's that's a whole other story. He's asking the people, he goes, have you been vaccinated? People are in the mask. They go, yeah. He goes, well, well, why, why are you still wearing a mask? You're outside by yourself. Well, one guy goes, it's kind of a social anxiety thing. I really just don't know when I feel comfortable taking it off. <laughs> what? What? Is this where we've gone now? Is this where we are as Americans? I gotta I've had to check my social anxiety. I don't know if I can be around people without a mask on because I've been so indoctrinated like a Pavlovian dog. Really? Another girl said, "Well, it's just an extra precaution. I'm just making sure." He goes, "But you're 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 out you're outside by yourself in the park." She goes, "Well, I know, but I I just you know I'm doing this extra precautions. I want to let everybody know that I'm being precautious. You know, I'm being cautious of them. I'm I'm protecting them." (laughs) I just shoot. There's probably a dozen people he interviewed, and I was just shaking my head and laughing at the same time. And I was like, "Wow." Wow. From storming the beaches of Normandy with D-Day Invasion. I mean, with, they pretty much knew, a lot of those guys knew they were going to die. Their time card was going to get punched that day. They were going for it. Because that's what they believed in. That's what they figured that was the best thing to do. They were standing up. And they did. And a lot of them died. A lot of, a lot of them didn't. And we see that generation to this generation now. And, you know, I wondered last year why so many people were so compliant. I asked that question a lot. I said, why is everybody so compliant? I mean, why does why everybody just automatically take this at face value? Put on a mask. Okay, yes, master. Okay, you want me to put a choke chain on too? Can I do that for you? I'm like, what? What are we talking about here? This is really what we're doing? Because we've been taught so, and it all boils down to the public school systems. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, they've indoctrinated the younger generation after the next younger generation after the next younger generation. And we've reached a point now where this young generation is going to be the last American generation, if they're even going to be that, if we don't stand up, whether that, that's pulling them out of the public school system and putting them into a charter school or a private school or a Christian school or a homeschool group like Lana and I are working on. Are her, multiple of her friends are working on it with a big homeschool group we're going to be doing, with private you know, private tutoring and all splitting it, which is, quite frankly, very, very cost-effective when you do it correctly. There's so many other options, but you have to get involved. You can't just drop them off at school at 8 a.m. and say hi to them at 4 p.m. when they land from the school bus, hand them dinner and send them to their room to go play on YouTube for the night and start the cycle the next morning and then wonder why the children are turning to complete and total degenerates. You can't ask the question why and nor can you blame anybody else. Because quite frankly, as a society, we've accepted that, we've supported that, and we've consented to it. As I just said, consent is not an option in my book. Even if you fight and you lose, at least you fought as hard as you could and you did not consent to it. Please, my friends, get the information out there. Keep standing up for what's right, what's free and what's moral, because those things are falling apart very, very swiftly here now. And I continue to tell people, support your local companies, your local businesses that are really, really standing up and doing the same thing we're trying to do, because there's only a few of us left. Majority of everybody went under last year, and then the rest of them basically are still trying to survive. So it is so important. You support your local businesses, your online businesses, and everybody that's trying to maintain the constitutional rights that we have. Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Again, if you guys need anything, I've told you before, give us a call, email us, one eight hundred seven 726 We're here at Health Masters, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. You're not going to talk to somebody in India. Grant, I have nothing, no problem with India. <laughs> I don't like calling up a company and getting transferred to a switchboard in another country where somebody doesn't even can't even pronounce my name or speak to me in English. That's very frustrating. You know who you're talking to and you call us and we'll help you out the best we can. And to remind you guys, I told you guys last week we got the ultimate multiple back in stock and on sale right now, the ultimate multiple powder, one of the best tasting multivitamins and the strongest you will ever try. Be sure to try it. Give it a try on sale right now.
1: What do you think, Dan? You know, Austin, that was really well said, and and, and we need to really, like you say, support local businesses. We really do, and I'm not just talking about health masters. I'm talking about everybody that you really appreciate online who actually give you truth because, quite frankly, and I've mentioned this before and I'll say it again, probably 95% of alt media is being controlled now, especially the big, big shows. They're being controlled uh, because of their advertisers or because they're just being funded by, how should I say, Operation Mockingbird, you know? So you think, well, that sounds conspiratorial to me. No, it was actually released in Congress that the CIA was controlling major mass media, you know, 40 years ago through Operation Mockingbird. It's not conspiratorial. It's just the truth. So they want to have you believing the lie and they want to control the narrative. And they can't do that with all media. They can't do that with Internet based talk shows like ours. This morning, Todd told us again that he was being hacked and being taken offline repeatedly. My Skype was taken offline. I was on with Hodges this weekend, and basically he got hacked as I was on with Dave, and he was being hacked continually when I was trying to do the show with him. They don't want people coming in and telling you stuff that's true. They don't want that because they want you to believe the lie because the lie is the narrative they're promoting. You know, And we have to understand something here with this COVID. The American taxpayer, they're funding America's destruction through the international banking cartels, through BlackRock, through Vanguard, through State Street, through the Bloodline Families. Because they're taxing us on our income, and they've turned us all into slaves with the Federal Reserve (laughs) pushing of the income tax in the same year of 1913, along with compulsory education based out of the federal government in 1913, along with the Federal Reserve Bank in 1913. It's all done under that horrible, horrible president, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson and Lincoln and FDR, those are the three worst presidents that we've ever had in the United States, in my opinion. There were they were just absolutely awful. And, and you know, so it's a, it's a toss up as to who is the worst. And then what they do is they label the truth as being dangerous. They took so many people offline because we talked about the covid coming out of China to gain a function out of Wuhan, adding an HIV component, which, by the way, they're still not talking about and adding a SARS component to it and how they made it unbelievably bad. They created the problem. Now they're offering us the solution through mandatory forced vaccinations, just like Otto Kahn said in that quote that I gave you a few minutes ago. They create both sides of the narrative, problem action solution. They continually do that with a Galilean dialectic. I'm not going to go into detail with that today, but you can look it up. And with, you know, Delphi technique. They have a predetermined outcome in a meeting before the meeting's ever held. And then they manipulate groupthink in the meeting of the people that are standing against the outcome and basically force them to comply and forced them to believe and force them to accept what they're going to do because nobody's supposed to say anything because we've been given best A. We've been given plastics. We've been given estrogen compounds in our food supply. We've been given fluoride. We're supposed to shut up and drink the fluoride. And I don't really do real well shutting up and drinking fluoride because luckily, by the grace of God, you know, I had a well when I was a child, and we didn't drink fluoride, and I drank from the well that basically had no fluoride in it. There's no telling what else was in there, but there's no fluoride in it. Now, one other thing I want to share with you guys, and this is really, really important. I've talked about it at length before, and I haven't covered it, and I've asked some of you guys to give you some health stuff. We've got to look at stress. We have to look at stress and what it does to the body. Why? Because stress is bad. Now, I was talking to my daughter, Savannah, this morning, and we were talking about stress. Stress doesn't have to be something you don't want to do. It can be do it can be something that you want to do. Let's say for instance you're running in a five mile race and you're competing for a first place trophy and you get into this five mile race and you run and you push, you push, you push, you push, you push, you push push, push during this five mile race. That's very stressful on the body. Give me an example. If you open your front door and you have a Doberman standing there with his teeth hanging out. Or if that's not big enough, you have a gorilla standing there with his teeth hanging out. Well, if they're still not strong enough, you have a tiger, a pack of tigers that are fixing to come through the front door and eat you. Okay? And you don't know what to do besides slam the door, hope they don't push the door in. That's also stress. Here's the problem with that: you're running the race to win. You want to to win the first place prize, or you have the pack of tigers who want to eat you your body has the exact same response. It doesn't matter whether the stress is pleasant because you're putting yourself through it because of the running. Same thing with athletes. They've learned a long time ago, if you overtrain, it puts too much stress on your body and your body can't recover. And that's due exclusively to stress hormones. Now, I'm going to talk about that for a second. It's very important that we talk about this. There are four primary stress hormones that's based out of the glandular system or the endocrine system that basically reacts to stress and responses in the body. It's called the flight-fight syndrome. The most important stress hormones are this. They're identified as cortisol, glucagon, and prolactin. Those are the most important ones. However, it's cortisol that has the greatest impact on the physical and mental state of our mind and body, cortisol. On the other hand, stress also affects sexual hormones, such as estrogens, progesterone, and testosterone. So we need to realize that stress is whatever happens to our body that puts us in an altered state that makes us go into this flight-or-fight syndrome. Stress is basically a feeling of physical or emotional tension that can come from any situation that includes feelings of anxiety, being terrified, being nervous, or being frustrated. When a person suffers from stress, not only do they experience physiological change, but they also have alterations in their body's hormonal structure. And the biggest one of this is basically when the adrenal glands are activated because of the flight or fight syndrome. You see this and you hear the story. I backed over my child. They were trapped on their tricycle. The woman one runs behind the car. She picks up the back of the car and slides it off the child and off the tricycle. That's from the adrenals. Your body just doesn't know what it can and can't do. It releases all of this adrenaline. And this is basically what it gives you supernatural strength. Now, there's a problem with that all. When that happens you have cortisol released in huge amounts in the body. The body produces this in an emergency situation to help us deal with problems and provide a quick and effective response, such as you know, your body basically has to be you know, stimulated. Under normal conditions, our body's cells use about 90% of their energy in metabolic activity, such as the repair, renewal, or creation of tissues and cells. However, when you stay stressed out, our brain sends out commands to release greater amounts of cortisol This hormone is responsible for producing more glucose in the blood to send more energy to the muscles. However, when we're under stress on a regular basis, like on a daily basis, the cortisol levels are continuously rising. Therefore, we spend a lot of energy to release glucose into the blood, which paralyzes the functions of the recovery, renewal, and creation of new tissues. In other words, you get sick. Massively increase your risks of cancer, heart disease, and diabetes if you live under stress Period, because your body can't repair itself properly because the cortisol is telling the body you don't want to be eaten by the tigers. Your adrenaline is saying you don't want to be eaten by the tigers. The problem is, you know, you're doing that to yourself if you're involved in something that's very stressful from a hobby. You see this with attorneys. You see them, they're 50, 60 years old. Their hands are shaking. They got gray hair. They look like they're half dead. They've gained a bunch of weight. They feel horrible, very short life expectancy. You see the same thing with medical doctors, from all the stress they're under from working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. You see this with aircraft pilots. You see a bunch of pilots with really gray hair. Sharon's dad went to Vietnam in the 60s and basically was a navigator for B-52s, and they went to all these different missions. And within one year, he came home, and his hair had gone snow white. It was black when he left, snow white when he came back. And he was basically in his 40s when this happened. It wasn't like it was something that he was, you know, 60 years old. He was young. It's from the stress. It massively affects your sleep cycle. You can't sleep at night with elevated cortisol because your body's agitated. It wants to get up and fight the tiger. It doesn't want to go to sleep. You lose your sense of humor. You lose your reasoning skills. You become irritable. You have constant fatigue. You can't sleep. You have headaches, muscle cramps. You have heart palpitations. You know, this is why sometimes you're getting in, you get mad at your spouse, you get mad at a coworker, you get mad at another driver, and you start feeling your heart pounding real hard. It's no good. You end up with a lack of appetite, you end up with digestive problems in your gut. That's just from the cortisol. That's why we developed a product called Cortisol Buster, which helps to reduce the cortisol levels. Very important to keep the cortisol maintained, to keep it down. Very, 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 very important because cortisol affects glucagon production, which is a hormone that basically helps to burn body fat instead of store body fat. It also affects prolactin, which is a pituitary gland that releases a hormone that basically allows you to stimulate the secretion of breast milk. Also affects sex drive. Also sex affects the menstrual cycle. That's why so many women, when they get under stress, their milk dries up is because of that hormone. It also massively reduces testosterone. Quickly, 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 it unbelievably lowers the sexual desire. It causes erectile dysfunction in men. <laughs> and high levels of this stress hormone also decreases estrogen, which affects the sexual desire in women and, and basically affects their hormones over and over again with progesterone. It's one of those things you've got to keep the cortisol out of your body. Another thing that massively affects cortisol, and you're not going to like this one, but it's just the truth, is coffee. Coffee. One cup of coffee, if you're over the age of 50, elevates cortisol. The cortisol then takes two to three days to come back to normal if you don't have any other stressors in your life. So you go, what the heck, really? Yeah, really. That's why you get agitated. That's why you get fatigued. That's why you feel bad when you're drinking coffee. That's why you start feeling better when you don't. It's For some reason, it's not the caffeine. It's the coffee. It's the coffee bean itself. That's why I use the purple sticks. Now, they're purple packets, but they're the same thing. I use those every single day instead of drinking coffee because what it allows me to do, it allows me to have a little boost in the morning without elevating cortisol, which would take two to three days. So if you drink a cup of coffee every day, your cortisol levels are always high. So you're not digesting your food properly. You're massively increasing your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. You're actually elevating your blood pressure, all of these things, all of these things, all of the things, and you're causing extreme adrenal fatigue. That's what coffee does. Now, don't get me wrong, I'll occasionally still have a cup of coffee or a sip of coffee or a shot of coffee, but I do it very, very rarely, maybe a couple times a month max, like a shot. I try not to drink a cup of coffee at all anymore because it makes me feel like, to be honest, it makes me feel awful for a couple of days. I feel good to start with, but if I drink it for a couple of days, the next day I don't feel any better. I feel awful. It makes me feel worse. And I used to drink 18 cups of coffee a day. And I really like coffee. When I was in graduate school, I used to hammer it all the time. I worked for a company called Quality Coffee Services. His name was Dave. He was the owner up in Tallahassee, and I basically he gave me a bun coffee maker, and I'd sit there and drink a pot, two pots of coffee a day because it was free. Number one, and number two, it was really good coffee, I used the Columbian brew. And I still love coffee. I just avoid it because of what it does with cortisol. Because I'm 65 years old now, and I don't want to feel lousy. So it's so important to do everything you can to mitigate. If someone decides to get mad about something, let them get mad. Don't get yourself elevated. Don't put yourself into a fight or flight syndrome. Try to just ignore. Remember what the Bible says. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Here's the other thing, I gotta say this to you. Gosh, I don't even like saying this. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a family member. I don't care if it's your brother or your sister. I don't even care if it's your kids, okay? If you got a kid that is constantly elevating your cortisol, and that kid's an adult, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old to make a difference. Sometimes you got to cut bait. you got to let them go down the road by themselves, and you've just got to stop associating with them. You say, well, that sounds awful, Ted. I didn't say it didn't sound awful. But if they're constantly yanking and pushing your buttons and making you mad, why are you doing that? They're adults. You have to ask yourself a question. If you knew them and they weren't your child, if you knew them and they weren't your cousin, if you knew them and they weren't your brother, if you knew them and they weren't your sister, and because of what they do to you, would you hang out with them? If the answer is No. You know, you can love them. You can send them Christmas cards and buy them over to Christmas and buy them over for Thanksgiving unless it causes another big fight. But the reality is, is why do you want to constantly be around people that are elevating cortisol? Ask yourself that question. And if you're okay with it, have at it. But the reality is think through it. That's why we came up with the Cortisol Buster. It's a really good product with a bunch of adaptogenic herbs that really help to lower cortisol. Guys, I love you. I appreciate I had the opportunity and the privilege to pray for you. You guys are wonderful, and I really do appreciate you. And I thank you for your support for Health Masters. I ask you guys just to continue to pray for us and continue to do what's right in God's eyes, because remember, he is the great I am, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Go to your school board meetings. Go to your county meetings. Go to your city meetings, and let them know that you're not going to go quietly into the night. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, awesome. finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. Thank you again, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, you know where to find us, healthmasters.com. Ultimate multiple powder, on sale, brand new batch in stock right now. Also, to be sure to check out the Cortisol Buster, as Dad was just talking, which includes basically the Suntheanine, the Rallora, the Ashwagandha, lots of different uh, adaptogenic herbs that are really, really good for stressors in daily life. So be sure to check that out as well. And also, to check out the product, Of the week, the sublingual B12. This is our methylated B12 formula. Dissolves under the tongue. Incredibly good formula. On sale right now for 10% off. Thank you again. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.